Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't time that did it. But this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Oh, it was the good of oh. times. It was the best of times. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It was, it was the blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> ah, cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, gosh. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello! Hello! <laughs> Hello, I- Oh dear, I am the Kendall Richardson. And I've been the man with the plan that doesn't really work. I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it, hopefully, if it behaves itself. But no promises kept, no promises needed. Now, this is the No Promises podcast. Mm. That is that is what we aim to misbehave. Um, yes, so... Um, as we mentioned last week, um, Fulia is not here and she's not going to be here for a little while because she's in Canada right now. In Canada. In in Canada. She's in the land of maple syrup and Tim Hortons and ice hockey, which is why she's there to play for Australia, um, in a very awesome, uh, Hockey camp sort of a thing situation. Wow. Um, which is freaking sweet. Hmm. So, um, yes. So she's not going to be on the show for a few weeks. Um, but um, that d- doesn't mean she won't be on the show, period. Because, of course, I have a massive paragraph to read um, to kick <laughs> us off um, this week. Which I'm I'm very, very excited to, to read her thoughts. I've already skimmed it a little bit because i was excited and i've seen a couple of things like oh that's cool um so kicking off the weekly watchings folia says hello from canada (laughs) where the air is fresh and the aussies are freezing yes yes i (laughs) I, looks very cold um though i might share my watchings if that's all right of course folia of course you need the content this show we need the content, exactly. It's a slow news week this week. Um, before departing Melbourne, I started rewatching Moon Knight. Ah! Ooh. Nice. Well done. Uh, well done. Um, and she says, I, uh, and I still freaking love it. Um, yes, yes, well, it is wonderful. Um, the music still makes me smile and gives me chills. Nice. Um, as for my in-flight entertainment, I had the opportunity to watch a couple of movies. The first one was DC League of Super Pets. Not bad, but definitely catered for the kids. Okay. Well, well, what? Uh, lo- <laughs> well, what? A kids movie, you say? <laughs> um, lots of references to the OG Justice League films, including the old... What? It says the old Mo on Superman. I don't know what she means. I might be a typo. Mustache. Yeah. Oh, the mustache. Mo. Oh, the mo. The mustacherino. Sorry, that's that's my tired brain. That's why I've got a cup of coffee right now. 
Um, yes, including the old Mario and Superman. That's hilarious. Okay. Unfortunately, I ended up falling asleep towards the end, probably because I had to be at the airport by 3 a.m. So I didn't see what happened, but it was the usual feel-good ending. Right. Feel-good! Um... <laughs> Uh, and the second movie I watched was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and I enjoyed that movie much more. An English house cleaner who discovers the beauty of couture Dior dresses and wants to buy one for herself. Really sweet film, and that's it from me. I will try to contribute next week, uh, but at the moment, I don't think watching anything other than hockey will be on the schedule. This is Fulia in Vancouver, BC, signing off. Nice. <laughs> well. I like it, Fulia. Thank you very much. Have some poutine um, on us. I, uh, yes, poutine. Oh, I want to. I want photos of poutine. I want to live vicariously through you. <laughs> My God, poutine. so good. Um, yes, Mrs. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Um, yeah, that's uh, based on a book. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, I haven't watched it myself, but it does look quite good. Leslie is it Leslie Manville? I think was in it. Um, who was? Um, Princess Margaret in The Crown's most recent season. Oh. I'm fairly certain it's her. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to fact check my my facts so I have them correct. That's right. I'll fill. Um, Hello. I'm Phil. <laughs> hi, I'm F- hi, hi, Phil. How you doing? Yeah, oh, yes. You're good. <laughs> yes, I'm right. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Yes. Nice. Very good. Nice. Um, thank you, Fulia. Thank you for your update. I can't wait uh, to to hear more from you. Um, and uh, meanwhile, go Aussies in 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 Canada. We love to see it. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Quack quack, yeah. quack, 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 quack. Yes. But we're platypuses. Yes. So I don't know what sound they make. Some kind of squawk. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they make? <laughs> Who knows? That's the new uh, sound. Yeah, our native is... animals don't really make a sound. Except, no. except for koalas. <laughs> that's that's freaking hilarious. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, alrighty. So, Michael, mm. um, what have you been watching this week? Well, I haven't really been watching much, but what I have watched is a little bit bits and pieces. Um, mm-hmm. First thing I watched is a movie that I can't remember if I've seen or not, uh, uh, but because the Oscars were on this week and a lot of people have been mentioning like uh, particular people, I, I, it's going to be in the news, so I won't spoil it here, but certain people uh, won Oscars and a lot, and uh, this movie has been banded about and talked about because of certain actors winning, winning Oscars. So I saw Encino Man. Hey, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I can't remember if I've watched this or not. I have like vague memories of it, and mm. it has not hold up like particularly well. Mm. Um. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's in it, and and and, uh, and also Key High Kwan. Kwan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I forgot it was a Polly Shaw movie, so I doubly hated it as well. Um, yeah, the weasel. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> oh dear. He only had. It's lucky he only had four m- movies, and that was it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sort of overstayed his welcome from one. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brendan Fraser, of course, is the caveman. And mm-hmm. a bit weird having a white caveman, but here's say whatever. It is a, a early 90s, so you can definitely see the very subtle transition from from 80s to 90s and like like Gen, uh, Gen X sort of teenage angst as yeah. well. And with um, uh, the main guy, uh, Samwise Gamgee, um, yeah, Sean Astin. Oh, is, is Sean Astin in it? Oh. Yeah, he's the main guy. He, I did not know that. Yeah, so it was sort of a Goonies reunion, but sort of reunion, even though Quan only had yeah. like, he only had two lines. So it's sort of understandable he actually stepped away from Hollywood because, you know, he's he's not the little Asian kid anymore, you know, and so yeah. and so he turned into pretty much a background actor, and but he's back in full force and getting an Oscar. Uh, yeah, spoilers baby. alert, and yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I really didn't like the main character. <laughs> they uh, they definitely did the mm. trope of. Uh, this guy, and he and he wants to get the girl, and uh, he, and he says uh, quite plainly that, well, she's mine because I, I knew her first. I knew her for longer. The only re- oh, okay. yeah, and the only reason why I'm interested in her is because she's hot now. Um, oh no. Yeah, I was going. Oh no 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 no! Are we supposed no, to sympathise no. with this character? I think not. And <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so hilarious ensues vaguely. Mm. And yeah, mm-hmm. vague hilarity. Not not uh, not an aged well movie, but, but okay. But I can take it off my list of stuff that I've. I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, I have started watching a particular show, uh, Ted Lasso, this thing. Yay! Yeah. It's something that I've been meaning to watch and I'm pretty mm-hmm. much almost finished the first season. And it is... Great. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, mm. I can definitely see why people would like really enjoy it. And I frequently... Pre- uh, uh, particularly enjoy it because it's doing a thing that I I find fascinating because I'm I'm a big fan of comedy and I love all different types of comedy and uh, like American sitcoms and and British sitcoms are vastly different in in setup and execution like yeah like British comedy is very self-deprecating and and no one wants to be like the no one wants to be the cool guy. They just want to be like the sarcastic asshole. Like, and then America is sort of sort of different. It's sort of like the underdog is trying trying to um, be be the great be the great guy. Um, like, uh, for instance, have you seen um, Animal House? Ah, uh, years and years ago, I barely remember it. Yeah, well, there's a scene in it where um, there's there's a guy playing it. Playing a guitar uh, on the steps, and John Belushi's ca- uh, John Belushi, yeah, Belushi, uh, Belushi's character is walking down the stairs and j- and just sees this guy with the guitar and just picks it up and 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 destroys it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very funny. Um, 
and Stephen Fry actually has mentioned this, and the, and this is how he knows the difference between British and American. Uh, the the uh, the American comic actor wants to be Belushi, but the British <laughs> the British comic actor wants to be the guy with the guitar. <laughs> right. So yeah. So that's clever. Yeah. So essentially, with Ted Lasso, they're doing they they're sort of combining these two things, and it's absolutely fascinating. Because with Ted Lasso being this American coming into a, a British football team, uh, coaching a British football football team, and he is like the quintessential like American. that's like, yeah, we can do this, and say, like, yeah, this this is great. And then and then the British people are just not not having a bar of it, and I'm really enjoying it. And <laughs> and it's and it's getting into the sort of um, uh, like the dramedy sort of bit, and that's and that's fascinating as well. It's a good palate cleanser to something that I've finished watching, which is The Last of Us, and mm. <laughs> I needed something to pick me up. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so shall we get into The Last of Us, Kendall? <laughs> Yes, yes, very good segue. We should definitely get into The Last of Us because, yeah, it would be nice to kind of discuss it a bit. Mm. Um, you know, it's been over for almost a week or a week by the time that the audio of this goes up anyway. But, um, yeah, um, so pretty much the episode plays out exactly as the game does. Mm. All, it's, oh, it's, it's almost identical. The only thing they really added was um, the flashback at the start with Ellie's mum, who was, of course, played by Ashley Johnson, who was Ellie in the game. Uh, Games uh, one and two. Um, I like the contextual bit of her giving birth to Ellie. and (laughs) Like, that's how she gets... Like, she's immune. Well, contextually, um, uh, the, the actress... Who played Ellie is giving birth to oh, Ellie I see. on on to Ellie on yes. TV. Okay, it's... I see. Yes, I I get you now. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it contextually. Yes. O- otherwise, yes, it's yeah, it, it's great. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really good. Um, yeah, because in the game, yeah, they don't explain why she's immune. Like, I haven't. Again, I still haven't watched the part two playthrough yet, but. Um, as far as I'm aware, they don't actually explain why she's immune um, at all. So the fact that they, the show has gone, well, it's actually because of her mum getting bit at the time she was giving birth to her and all this shit. So that kind of explains she, why. She got, um, she, she got the blade origin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's a, she's a daywalker. She's a daywalker. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, no, I thought they, I thought they did a really great job adapting it. Um, and just, I'm so glad they did the same thing as they did in the game. Basically that sequence where, <clears throat> that sequence where Joel is going through the hospital, just mowing people down. We're going into that. Uh, <laughs> wait, do you, do you not, do you, would you rather not? Is it going to get a bit touchy for you? Ooh. I can, we can not talk about it. No, no, no. We can talk about it. I just thought we yeah, we were just leading up to it, but that was the most harrowing thing that I've actually seen uh, of this yeah. character to do. And yeah, yeah. Mm. I well, I just wanted to say one thing, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I 
they they really did it justice that scene because it's the same in the game of him going through and killing all the fireflies to get to Ellie and the music is just scoring over it. Yeah. And they they did they did the music so well. Like I was having this I didn't react the same way as I did when I watched the playthrough. Um but I reacted very similarly mm. and it was still very it was still very powerful. Now, um spoilers for anyone watching listening that for for the ending of The Last of Us season 1. Um but did how are you feeling about Joel's decision to basically say, fuck you, humanity, I'm going to be a dad again. <laughs> well, <laughs> I saw it as the very ambivalent sort of ending, and uh, I, I applaud them for actually going for it, especially if it's part of mm. the game as well, where it's it essentially is, yeah. the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yep. In a way, there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer. And it's all yeah. to do with different people's perspectives. I mean, I... Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to dive into what I would have done because I don't know. <laughs> and just seeing, yeah, and just seeing it on screen... Uh, knowing the journey of this character and especially his his um, it leading up to this particular thing where um, it definitely has what happened in the previous episode as well where he's finally deciding to actually um, actually actually having the same relationship that he has with his daughter, with Ellie, and especially mm. when they're, like, sitting down and actually talking while they're in the uh, campsite. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the hospice sort of campsite. And them not saying and is saying that I love you with without saying that is such a, is such a beautiful scene. And it, it's all leading towards this thing and hmm I had to sit with it with a couple of on a couple of days if I actually liked it or not because uh, I know I know like post-apocalyptic um, metaphors is always harrowing but when you're dealing with something that could have gone one way and not the other um, I'm glad that there's a season two otherwise that sitting otherwise sitting with this if it was just going to be a one and done i wouldn't have probably not handle it <laughs> it's like really you're going to let us sit with this forever no yeah <laughs> please please explain please let's deal with this this is definitely a good uh, definitely a turning point with the relationship between the between these two and mm. going on at the ending, you're still not sure if this relationship would actually last if she knew or not. And she knows he's lying. Yeah. Her turning For away sure. her turning away is essentially saying, I don't believe you, something did happen and you're not telling me the right thing. And 
and her last word, which is the last word of the se- season, okay, says mm. a lot of where this relationship yeah. is now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to watch yep. Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's it's very, very, very heavy. Because um, it's, you know, because Joel, Joel's lying because he knows what Ellie would have chosen for herself. Like, mm. like that's the whole, the whole argument that Marlene tries to make is, you know, about how, you know, you know, if, 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 if this is what, you know, what Ellie would do if, you know, she was given the choice sort of thing, but like, it doesn't even, you know, I don't know. It's the whole. Yeah. yeah. One defense. It's, it's just. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. No, you go. Go, go, go. One defense of Joel doing this. And I can sort of agree is. Ellie is 14 and having that having that decision is not fair is completely no, not fair for, for, for a young girl and considering no. we've uh, throughout this whole season is essentially trying to keep Ellie safe trying to keep Ellie like not really witnessing like the worst things that humanity has happened and and then we learn that she has dealt with life especially with the um uh, episode where we learn we learn her backstory of how she got bitten and with her friend Mm. uh, friend and um yeah and after the last episode where completely lost of innocence that's why i really had a struggle with that one and and especially at the start of this start of this episode where the roles have reversed where at at the start joel was the um was the introvert and ellie was the extrovert and now the roles have swapped where joel is is sort of like trying to be like forthcoming and and trying to crack jokes and everything that Ellie's not really having a bar of it because she has mm. she went through something that was absolutely horrific especially with a young person and and yeah and with Dave fuck you Dave um yeah fuck you Dave yeah and and yeah and just the break of the tension of the giraffe as well so Oh, how did you react to that scene? Because when I saw that in the game, I lost it. I started crying. I bawled my eyes out. Same. I, I was going, oh, my God. Yeah. Something like this is absolutely special of just breaking the tension, like, in half. And, like, it's like, is there good in the world? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like they something, something good has survived. Something good has thrived mm. in this chaos, you know? It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they used a real giraffe, apparently, which I thought was CG at the time, and I watched it. And then, yeah, the next day I found out it was a real giraffe. I was like, thinking oh, that, wow. but but the way it was, it was like eating the leaves, it's like, that's that's really good when it's CGI. I think the background was CGI. Well, the it, background would have been. Yeah. They tried they try to yeah. do, like, blue screen. Uh, yeah, I've seen the video where they try to do the blue screen, like, around, like, mm. an actual... 
actual thing. And I was like, oh, that's that's really good because it's something that you can touch and feel and, and everyone sort of mm. knows what a giraffe looks like. So, and yeah, it was, it was, it was special. And then it was just calm before the storm. Fuck. Yeah. Very much, mm. very much. But yeah, an incredible piece of television. Um, yeah. I feel like for all its ups and downs, I mean, there's been mostly ups for, for this first season. It's definitely going to remain a strong contender if not still winner of best show of this year. Because mm. um, it's, yeah, blowing people away, left, right, and center. And yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And just, yeah, Pe- Pedro and Bella, like, yeah. Couldn't ask for two better leads in this show, really, to be honest. Yeah. So, very, very, very happy. But, you know, now we don't have to worry about whether or not we're going to cry on Mondays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, oh, well, they're, they're start starting with another one. Start work on another one, and I heard somewhere that there's going to be multiple seasons. Yeah, I did hear a rumor, which is why it's not in the news. But um, basically, um, yeah, it seems that part two. There's a rumor that it might actually be spread across multiple seasons now. Yeah. And it's not just going to be one season, which I like more considering this, this first season was nine episodes um, and it was around nine or 10 hours long and they adapted the whole first game. So, cause the first game ends exactly the same. It ends with Ellie saying, okay, credits. So part two, the game is more than twice as long, I believe. So it's, there's so much more to go into story-wise. So it makes perfect sense. And I think especially because of the way people responded to the original content in the first season. Because that, that was a lot of my favorite stuff was, especially early on, the first three episodes, when they brought in stuff that was different from the game. Mm. That really just in, enhanced the world building and the storytelling. That shit was what I was really... Like, it was exciting me the most. So... Um, if they get to do more of that across multiple seasons, then I'm I'm very excited. But yeah. we'll see. And I have heard that um, Ellie's uh, Ellie actually has like a time jump where she's actually older. Yes. So. Yes, yes, there is a time jump between the first game and the second game. In the second game, I think she's like nineteen yeah. or twenty. She's like she's practically an adult in the in the second game. So yeah, yeah a little bit different. So, so we can always just yeah. wait, wait for Bella to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wonder how old she is in real life. Then she must be. She must be around. I think like she, seventeen or eighteen. I heard. Yeah, I heard she's probably eight. Uh, nineteen now. Nineteen now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she's. You're right. She's nineteen. She'll be twenty in in September. Yeah. And so yeah. Perfect. She she she's a. a Ellie's sort of, um, yeah, sort of aged up. At, mm. How old is she? She's like 14. She's fo- Ellie's 14, yeah. yeah. And Bella's... Sort so, of, yeah, they'll... Mm. Bella's like uh, one of the lucky, uh, lucky actors that look young so they can play young, so... Yeah, yeah. So it won't be too hard to age her up, I think, because Ellie gets a, a, a haircut a bit like her hair is a bit shorter. She wears it in a different style. So that'll help to age her up as, as well. Mm. So 
Yeah. And you wouldn't want to yeah. recast. So, I mean, after. God no. After this. After this show. No. 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 No way. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um. All right. Shall I touch on the other stuff I watched before we get into the news? Up to you. Um. <laughs> I didn't watch what you watched. Well. Well, I mean, he sort of did because I watched <laughs> the first. <laughs> I watched the first episode of season three of Ted Lasso because um, that started on Wednesday. Yes. Yes. So yes, uh, I don't have too many thoughts on that one. Uh, only to say that it's great to have the show back. Um, yeah, it was the first two seasons are amazing. I'm so glad you're finally watching it, Mike. That's excellent. Mm. And. Um, I yeah, it's it was off to a really good start this third third season. I was very happy with the episode. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, what else? I think I could just mention maybe two other things, and then we'll move on quickly. Um, I watched an Australian movie last night. Um, that I should have watched years ago, but never did. <laughs> um, Animal Animal Kingdom. Oh. Yeah. Thoughts. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Ben fucking Mendelssohn. My God. Jackie fucking Weaver. What an actor. And Jackie fucking Weaver. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was was getting to her. I was just... Oh, man. Fuck. Like... So, yeah. He was insane. Like, insanely good. Like, to play like a sociopath essentially that well like the way he was able to just easily so easily slip into like from this like oh yeah how's it going mate to like i'm gonna rip your head off like just so and just be calm about it (laughs) (laughs) and then and then unleash the fury um he was scary fuck he's so good we're so lucky to have someone (laughs) as talented as as he is act not only acting but just like to represent what Australia is capable of in terms of the arts. Like he's so fucking good. Um, yeah, I was really impressed. Um, Joel Edgerton was great too. Um, I should just br- quickly mention, although he's not in the movie long. Um, and Guy Sp- Pierce, I also spoilers. really like Guy Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Um, but uh, but Jackie Weaver. Oh. Wow, I can see why she got an Oscar nomination for this role now because like I wasn't can, I wasn't sure at first because they kind of played the long game with her character. <laughs> like they like they really make you think she's this like like you can tell there's something about her that's like a crime matriarch woman, right? Um but the way they just subtly do it, they kind of lead you into this false sense of security thinking that she's just, you know, she's just the mum, she's the grandma you know, she's just there, she just loves her boys, you know and then we get into the real shit towards the end and that fucking scene with, like, two scenes one, where she's like, I wanna uh, spoilers for Animal Kingdom <laughs> um, she's when she's like I wanna kill my grandson <laughs> Uh, Because he's turned and whatever. Like, she doesn't fucking care. And then the second scene in the supermarket with Guy Pearce at the end. And he's, like, trying to, like, 
you know, she's she's being all braggy, like I hope you catch the the people who committed those crimes, blah blah blah, knowing knowing who full well who did it. Mm. Um, and then he's like, you could you could have just walked on and pretended like we didn't know each other, or eh, you didn't, and now you had to go do all this, and but you know what, your time's coming, and blah blah blah. And then she's just not even affected by it, and you can see the fucking just the darkness inside of of her, like. <laughs> And how fucked she is. Oh, it was so good. The Muppets oh, Radio. Oh, yeah. Literally. I was I was so impressed. Um, I mean, you know, it's obvi- we all know Jackie Weaver's an Australian legend, but that was something else. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great movie. I really liked it. It was very well made and performed and written. Like, and that ending just took took my breath away. I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Oh, like, why isn't that? That, yeah. And I'm, 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 and I was, and that kind of elevated again another level for me because I was like, "Oh, really? You're gonna, you, you, you're gonna let him get away with it?" And then, no. So, yeah, good shit. Good, <laughs> good Aussie, good Aussie crime drama. Um, highly recommend. Um. Yes. And then, um, yeah, the last thing I watched before we move on, I will just say, I went to the movies today and I saw Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Oh, you saw Captain Marvel. I saw Captain Marvel. Yes, I legit, because at one point in the movie, there's a running gag throughout the film that, like, they don't have names. Like, these superheroes, this group of the, the kids that say Shazam! and become heroes, they don't actually have names, so, like, they've been... Dis- bestowed names by the public and whatnot and at one point towards the end in the third act um like random people on the on the road like side that are being saved by shazam so zachary levi um are like calling him different names and one of them says captain marvel (laughs) so i thought that was i thought that was ballsy and very good um (laughs) well they're not wrong that was nice they're not wrong that's very true um, yes, so, but as for the movie overall, um, yeah, it was actually all right. Um, I had a really good time. There were some really good gags, like the humor, like they, that's the one thing they get right in the, these Shazam movies is the humor. The first one made me laugh my ass off. The second one, almost just as much. Um, and none of it was forced. Uh, Zachary Levi was fantastic. Um, you know, comedic timing is just exceptional. Um, and Helen Mirren was pretty badass. I actually really liked her um, in the end. Um, Lucy Liu, I can't say the same for. I didn't really enjoy her performance. Sorry. Um, she was still badass as hell. But, um, but no, I, I preferred Helen Mirren in the end. Um, and, oh, oh, and then I have to shout out um, Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Freddie Freeman. Um, so he's Billy Batson's best friend hmm. in the first one. He's back in this one. He was in the It movies. Um, and, man, that kid is... Well, he's definitely not a kid anymore, so I shouldn't call him a kid. But anyway, um, exceptional. His comedic timing is incredible, impeccable. Like, he was my favourite thing. Every time he was on screen doing anything, I was like, yes, please, more of you. <laughs> um, like, yeah, like there's a... I won't spoil anything because it's only just come out but i will say that there's a sequence that kind of gets him together with um jimon honsu's wizard from the first film 
and they're kind of buddy buddy for a bit and it's fucking hysterical <laughs> it's so good um yeah i had a great time watching shazam 2 um better than quantum mania um and i mess i said that exact same thing to a few people i messaged them and they all replied and said kendall that's not exactly a high bar to cross I'm like, all right fair enough <laughs> yeah yeah i know <laughs> i thought i was being you know like yay for dc but then it's like oh well, uh, quantum mania is not good so yeah, you're you're comparing mediocre DC with uh, the worst Marvel. The worst <laughs> of Marvel, yeah. Well, I would say this this movie is not not mediocre, but I can understand why people would would refer to it as mediocre, considering there's things they set up in this movie that are not going to pay off ever again. So it's like depends how much money it makes. Yeah, I'm very curious to thing. see how it's first. It's first weekend box office will do. I'm very curious. I haven't even read any of the reviews yet. Um, so, yeah. Um, hopefully it does well. Hopefully it does well. But um, we'll see. We'll Maybe. see. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a good time. Maybe I'll watch it properly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, like, it's enjoyable. It is very enjoyable. The action is great. This, the visual effects are pretty good. Um, and the performances are great and the writing, the story made fucking sense. Yeah. Who knew a, a superhero film could make sense anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still very bitter. Um, okay. That'll do it for the weekly watchings, uh, which means now it's time to get on in to the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. <laughs> yes. It's nerdy news time. Um, as I did mention earlier, we are light on news this week, but that's okay. That's a couple of interesting things to talk about. That's all right. I've guys. got a light beer. I see. <laughs> Purposely not showing the brand. <laughs> Clever. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, okay. So starting off, we've got some Disney related news. Um, earlier this week, it was re reported that um, the uh, series Willow had been cancelled after one season. Um, and I, I still haven't watched it myself. But I was quite surprised to hear this, considering I thought it had done pretty well. Like, I thought it was pretty well received from what I could see. Um, but apparently not well enough. However, since this announcement, um, it has been revealed by the showrunner himself, Jonathan Kasdan. Um, he has said that neither he, Disney, nor Lucasfilm would actually consider Willow to be cancelled. Um, essentially he goes into a lengthy statement, which I won't read the entire thing, basically calling out Deadline, who first reported the story, um, for using a clickbait headline to say that Willow was cancelled. Um, mm. because actually what has taken place is there is a season two in the works that they've either written or they're in the process of writing, or at least they know what they want to do in a second season. But the thing is they've decided to release all of the cast from their contracts um, they're not keeping them to this show, um, only because they don't know when season two is going to go into production. 
if at all. Mm. Uh, it's not a sure thing yet, but it's definitely not a no. Um, but so they wanted to um, let their cast have the opportunity to explore other, you know, characters and projects, uh, etc. Um, so yeah, so he basically just released this massive statement, just saying it's not cancelled, guys. We may not come back at all, but there is a chance we will. Um, so you know, we'll maybe we'll see you soon. Um, essentially. So I found that really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen, like we get reports all the time of shows being canceled for various reasons, but mm. I don't think I've ever seen in, especially in the same week, a show to go from it's canceled to, well, actually, um, if you talk to the people behind the show, instead of just reporting a, a clickbait headline, you'll actually get the right story. Um, so good on Jonathan Kasdan for, um, speaking up about it i reckon yeah I'm, I'm glad that he i'm glad that he stuck to his guns it was like nah you're wrong um <laughs> like for example we're not cancelled we just didn't get the contracts renewed yeah <laughs> yeah yes exactly ign actually gave the first season um of willow a nine out of ten so is yeah. that is so that, they, is they, that good is well, for IGN, a nine out of ten is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, some of some of their other reviews are a bit touch and touch and go. Um, but yeah, um, I might if that's the case because I was actually thinking of watching it because it did look really good and you know, I need some fantasy in my life now that I have to wait another eighteen months for Rings of Power to come. Oh, um, oh, stop and, simping and for, for Sauron. No, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> I never will. Um, yes, and House of Dragon as well is going to be next year too. So, um, yes. Anyway, Michael, Sorry. right there. No, I just thought of another one. You got the eyes for Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I really, really do. Well, when he looks like that, it's it's hard not to. Anyway, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on um this whole thing with Willow? Do you think it's 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 good? It's bad? It's been handled well? Like I don't know. Have you what? Did you watch it at um, all or not yet? Well, I've been meaning to like watch the movie first and then watch the series. I've been meaning to watch. Yeah, it. same. Um, and yeah, just haven't had the time because I've got Disney Plus, so I don't really have much ex- excuse. Um, mm. it's just, there's too much Star Wars shit <laughs> to watch. Um, there is. Yeah. So as soon as that finishes up and there's no Marvel shit either, Poss- <coughs> excuse me, possibly. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think the higher ups haven't really said anything. So they're just, they're just stating the obvious is that, well, we haven't had uh, confirmation that we're canceled. So who knows? It's it's a who knows, um, mm. but there's nothing going forward for it. So it's sort of understandable that the uh, the crew and the actors have um, been released so so they can do other projects. So there's not really much tentative uh, reason to go forward. So yeah, mm. essentially it's a yeah it's it, yeah. It it is a weird situation where it's it, it there's no season two in the pipeline, but it's still no. So it's sort of the same as well most things really. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a, in a weird limbo 
phase, I suppose. I mean, right. speaking yeah. as people that haven't seen it, uh, haven't seen the uh, series, so if there's a cliffhanger at the end, that will probably be mm. a, a big dampener of will there or will it, willow there be. <laughs> <laughs> no intention of doing that. But, yeah, fantasy is always good. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. All right, watch this space, I guess. Mm. Um, all right, our next item um, is something that has me very, 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 very excited if it all goes ahead according to plan as to what I'm about to say because uh, hot off the heels of winning uh, another Oscar for Best Animated Film, Guillermo del Toro um, is finally getting the chance to make his version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, hells to the yes. I, I want this movie in and around my face. Um, this is going to be so good, especially because of who might be actually starring in the film. Now, they're not confirmed, confirmed yet. They're in talks uh, with Netflix because um, it's going to be a Netflix movie. Uh, but uh, it looks like we could have Andrew Garfield... Oscar Isaac and Mia Goth um, starring in this movie. Now, there's no confirmation as to who each of them would be playing. Mm. The internet is theorizing lots of different things. I've seen some fan theories about um, Oscar play, like playing the Doctor um, and Andrew Garfield is the monster. Um, so, or, you know, you could even do it the other way around. Yeah, I, I was thinking that way around. Yeah. So, um, either way, I don't, I, I don't care. I'm here for it. Um, that is a fantastic cast. I still haven't seen, I don't think I've seen anything with Mia Goth in it, but I know she's like, she's super hot right now in terms of like, you know, she's this new screen queen, essentially. Like she had X and Pearl mm. last year. Pearl's about to come out in Australia finally. Um, and then they're making a third film in that series. Um, yeah, I think Pearl is like that... a prequel to X. I believe so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to watching those. And and then she was also in... Um, uh, what's the movie? Frickin' um, Cron- Brendan Cronenberg. So David Cronenberg's son, um, Infinity Pool. Um, oh, she was okay. in that recently. With um, Alexander Skarsgård, and that movie sounds really fascinating as well. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for this. I hope it goes ahead with this cast and everything. It's just going to be amazing because, yeah, Guillermo has been pr- trying to make Frankenstein or at least something Frankenstein adjacent. At one point, he wanted to make his version of Bride of Frankenstein, um, but that didn't end up going ahead. So, hopefully, this does this time. This is it. Mm. Because it it sounds amazing, um, Mike. What are your thoughts on on this? Um, I didn't read the article. Sorry, but but did they say that's okay? Did they say it was like uh, live action or what was it? Um... It's live. It's live action. Okay. Okay. Yes, a live action Frankenstein. Yep. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking like Garfield is Victor von Frankenstein, and mm. and uh, Isaac is the is. The creature, or mm. the man, and the yes, duality the man, of yes. man and uh, and 
real live Prometheus. Sure. Mm. Sweet. And Goth is probably going to be. Um, oh, I can't remember the the betrothed to Victor. Oh well, it's been ages. Yes. Um, it has been. Yeah. Um, story has been done to death, but uh, but Guillermo is definitely a visionary, and he'll definitely put another take in it. I mean, like Pinocchio was phenomenal. Mm. Elizabeth, thank you, Carrie. My sister. Ah. And, um, yeah, Elizabeth uh, von Frankenstein. They're cousins. Um, I can't remember her last name. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be cool. Can't wait. Mm. It's been ages since we've seen a Frankenstein whatever. Yeah, there's been lots of different versions over the years and, you know different takes yeah um so it'll be good to see a more maybe a more classic approach with the with with Guillermo del Toro's kind of aesthetic spin on yeah. it probably mm. my favorite is probably the uh, um Kenneth Branagh one where oh it, yeah what was that the late 90s or something like that that was that was er, early mid 90s yeah I something think. like that yeah, and it's, yeah. and it had um, uh, Robert De Niro as the creature. I like yeah. that one because it was very mm. close to the actual uh, book Mary Shelley, and yeah, I did like that one. Mm. Uh, and Frank and Weenie. <laughs> Frank and Weenie, yeah, I never saw Frank and Weenie. Oh, there's two versions of it. There's the short film that Tim Burton did. And there's also the, mm. the um, uh, stop motion that he did as well. Oh, cool. Uh, both on Disney+. Plus, Not sponsored. Uh, oh, Kerry. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Tommy Lee Miller, National Theatre. Yeah, that's a, that was a good one. Too. Oh, that was amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Where they alternate yes. um, uh, uh, roles. The roles. One was Victor and one was Creature. Uh, script Incredible. by Nick, Mick Deer. Nick a dear, Nick a dear, Nick, Nick, Nick a dear, Nick dear, <laughs> Nick dear, <laughs> nicotine. What? Not sponsored. And not definitely hashtag not. not sponsored. Yeah. No. No. Yes, that was amazing. Yes, mm. that was that was that was definitely one thing that we watched during one of the many lockdowns. That was absolutely fantastic. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to our third and final story. Um, because yeah. the Oscars happened this week. Oh, I'm about to, nah, I won't leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do my uh, bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically it, it pretty much all went according to plan. There were no surprise, uh, stage crashes slapping comedians and and yelling and screaming on national television none of that this year um so it yeah it was a i thought it was a good ceremony it was fine um i was very 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 happy for um my what i think is the best movie of last year and clearly the academy agreed everything everywhere all at once took home best picture uh among seven oscars at one um, it also took home director, screenplay, three acting awards, which has never been done before. <laughs> um, and uh, it won, what was the other one it won? Um, 
I can't remember. I think there was another one that won and I've, I've gone blank. Um, but it won heaps, basically. It won seven. Um, uh, shout out, of course, to um, All Quiet on the Western Front for uh, taking home a bunch of Oscars as well, as well. It was getting down to a point when I was watching the ceremony thinking, wait, could All Quiet actually upset everything everywhere and take home Best Picture? But then, no, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, it <laughs> did not happen. So all the, all the other big movies of the year, Elvis got nothing. Banshees of Inner Sharon got nothing. Tar got nothing. Sorry, Kate Blanchett. Um, I still think she should have won, but that's, that's just me. I'm very glad Michelle Yeoh won because she is incredible. Um, and it's very important that she win. But, um, but I thought Kate was the better, if I had to pick, she was the better performer. Um, my feelings are the same for Jamie Lee Curtis winning. Um, I'm okay with the fact that Angela Bassett didn't win. I mean, I'm probably more okay with it than Angela Bassett herself, it seems, <laughs> according to the internet. <laughs> well, she's got, she had the leading up to it, so she definitely had a lot of gongs. She, yeah, well, she had two, she had two wins. So she won, she won the Golden Globe and I believe the Critics' Choice, Choice Award. Award yeah. As, yeah, where uh, Kerry Condon won the BAFTA and Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG. Um, so it was, it was a tight race for supporting actress. Um, but, um, but yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, I, her speech was beautiful and I really loved how she kind of said, this is for the horror community. This is for the genre world. Like we just won an Oscar. Like she's like, we did this together. Like you guys put me here essentially. Yeah. You know, original I, I thought screen that was queen. really the original screen queen. Yes. It was beautiful. And the way she like kind of acknowledged her parents as well, that kind of got me emotional too. Um, but of course, all the feels came down to two men that night, mm. and those were Kihoi Kwan and Brendan Fraser, um, the Encino men. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, they had the both num both the same amount of dialogue, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause only, yes. Because essentially he was just grunting through the entire film. <laughs> oh, sure. But endearing. Yeah. Endearing grunting. Mm. Yep. We love to see it. Um, yeah. Akihai Kwan winning. I mean, his speech was just incredible. Like just to just to see him there holding an Oscar and just talking and getting emotional and thanking everyone he needed to thank. And then Cherry on the on the cake he shouted out jeff cohen and i fucking lost it because <laughs> i'm like that's that's chunk he's shouting out chunk and i'm just yes thank you oh goonies never say die um i was very happy and and then of course i should just mention the whole you know harrison ford presented best picture and to have you know so someone managed to capture the moment that Key and Harrison hugged on stage, and now there's all these side by side photos of them hugging on Monday versus hugging back in Temple of Doom, and it's just oh, so special and beautiful. I love it. And you know what um, else is special with that moment as well? Mm. Uh, the person uh, and a person uh, uh, looking on these two people in the audience. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, yeah, yeah, and and his and his wife Kate Kate Capshaw who played Willie. Mm. So, yeah, so they were. It was a Temple of Doom reunion, and John Williams <laughs> was there too. So it's like yeah. everybody's there. They Every. got the band back together. It's like you can take your heart out, 
Kalima. <laughs> Literally. Kalima. Kalima. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was, yeah, it was so special and beautiful. And then, yeah, um, Brendan Fraser winning. Um, yeah, look, I, I, it was tough to call. I wanted Brendan to win. I thought they were going to give it to Austin Butler because he became Elvis. He was incredible. And I'd been saying since I saw the movie last June that he was going to win. So it got down to the wire. And, uh, yeah, Brendan just... Got yeah, down to the whale. Crushed. Got down to the whale, yeah. Um, but, like, his speech was just... Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, he was. he spoke so well and just the emotion and from him and I, I'm really, really excited to see where his career goes from here. Um, and Kihoi Kwan as well. Like mm. I'm now, now that they have this and they've, you know, they're, they're on the, their comeback essentially in Hollywood now. And like, you know, what movies are they going to, they could do anything they want now. And like Kihoi Kwan is going to be in Loki season two. So that's, oh, I didn't a know good, that. that's a, re- yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so that's a really great start. Yeah, uh, for him. So yeah, Encino yeah, Man yours... Two. Encino Man Two. Why not? Let's bring it back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right the um, wrongs. Right the wrongs. It was a great Oscars. Uh, pretty much everything won that should have won. Really, there weren't really a lot of snubs. Um, but yeah, and Top Gun won a Maver- uh, won a sound. Um, sound, sound, best sound one, and uh, Black Panther were kind of forever one costumes. So, mm. um, the MCU didn't go home empty-handed this year. Well, it's not really um, so much. <laughs> All right, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, and Tarantino. I thought Scorsese. Oh, wait. Or both. So, both of them. Yeah. Well, that's their prerogative. That's fine. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, and shout out to the dude too who won for editing, um, everything everywhere all at once. It was his second movie, and he's won an Oscar. <laughs> well editing. done. Yeah. <laughs> you choose well, dude. Yes, yes, he chose very, very well. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, Oscars were great. It was a great show. The songs were awesome. Not seeing Natu Natu performed live with the the full choreography was excellent. Yeah, I need to um, see Ah. Uh, uh, uh. Same. I really need to watch it. Really, really, really need to watch it. But yeah, um, yeah. Hats hats off to uh, everything, everywhere, all at once for remaining to be the best movie of twenty twenty two. Yes. Um, yes, Mike. Do you have any thoughts, comments, additional <clears throat> flavorness to add? I don't really have much to say because I didn't watch it, but I did see like the clips of it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm <clears throat> and um yeah it's it, it's it was a very um it was a very good uh showing of what was happening because it's it's very strange that um a, a movie like that to win cuz it, it definitely feels like a genre movie like oh yeah uh, it's it's a, like that movie sort of reminds me of Back to the Future as well. Like, it's like yeah, it's very nerdy with its sort of concept of like different dimensions. But in the fore, uh, that's 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 in the background. But in the forefront, it's a story about family. 
where um a, uh, where Back to the Future is a story about uh, like uh, uh, about family as well and how you're not so different from your 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 parents as well. So it's mm. it's a slow way of like these um these old Hollywood people like like sort of giving the crumbs of what modern cinema is now it's it's definitely sort of uh a modern take of the of the popcorn flick becoming like the narrative of yeah the MCU is is, is essentially I do joke that it's not really cinema it is cinema because it's in a cinema but it's it's sort of having a uh, a different level of sort of not really sure what to say but it's more to do with with the emotional that you have attachment with the with these shows and not necessarily uh an analytical like uh discussion with film uh you're meant to enjoy it but with an intellectual level but it's also an emotional um thing as well because that's essentially what we do in cinema we 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 go to movies to escape and also to yes relate to it as well so it's kind of, it's it's an interesting way and cinema's back baby come on yes after 2 years of yes. really nothing it's it's pumping forward and goddamn march having so many movies coming out that i haven't seen yet <laughs> like like me and my wife want want to see scream 6 and cuz i love those films always good and the previous one mm. was was uh, was a a unique experience as well so people are still going to the cinema and it's really great it's not going to die anytime soon god no, no no especially when you have like you know a film like top gun maverick that just kind of you know it's been touted as the movie that saved cinema um i know, thought that was avatar in. <laughs> well, because that's what I was going to say next. Because, like, you know, Avatar: Way of Water just, you know, not long ago passed two billion at the box office, and is now the, I think, the third highest grosser of all time. And it's, it's in the middle, like it's on the other side of a the bottom. It's the bottom bun on an Avengers Endgame sandwich that's going on, because that's that's number two, and it's surrounded by Avatar. So yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's great. Cinema is not going anywhere. Definitely not going anywhere. Um, yeah. All done? All done. All done. All right. That's the nerdy news for this week, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, it's trailer park time, and um, speaking of the Oscars, our first trailer was actually premiered live um, during the American broadcast of the Academy Awards. Um, uh, Those of us here in Australia did not get to see it, (laughs) for some reason, Channel 7. That's fine, Um, but that's why YouTube exists. So, our first trailer is our first full trailer for The Little Mermaid. I'm concerned and not surprised. This is going to be another one of those shot for shot fuckers. <laughs> this is, they're, they're really trying 
to do that. Um, and I'm not buying it. <laughs> um, I'm a little disappointed by this. I mean, it'll probably still be good and enjoyable to some degree, but I don't know. The one thing that ruined it for me was they tried to recreate that iconic shot of Ariel rising up on the rock as the waters cut, like the waves are crashing behind her and as the song crescendos at the right moment. And it's just this powerful thing. And they tried to recreate that in this live action format and it just didn't work for me. And the fact that they put that in the trailer, that's two strikes right there. Why? Um, Melissa McCarthy sounds really good as Ursula. I'll mm. give her that. Uh, and that the design of her from what we could sort of see in the trailer looked really good. But yeah, I'm, I don't think I'll be going to the movies to see this. I don't, I think I might watch it on Disney plus maybe, but I don't, I don't think I want to go to the movies and see this. I love how we're just like, yay, cinema's not dead. I don't want to watch a live action remake of something. Um, I don't want a shot and <laughs> shot remake after watching Last of Us. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not exactly. It's just these reimagined classics, as Disney keeps calling them, it's just they they're be- the, the better ones are all the ones that are, you know, reimagining. Like they're telling different stories within the same narrative you know mm. we're getting you know villains are getting their own movies and they're getting their spins they're getting their stories we're seeing their origins you know or like aladdin for example was really good yeah um that's probably one of the better ones if not the best um live action remake that they've done because it was just you know they didn't do it shot for shot and they added in a new song, and it was a great new song. Um, you know, it worked with the movie, and it added to Jasmine and her character. Um, that shit was great. Let's let, let's try something new. Disney are playing it safe and thinking that it's member berries and it's nostalgia. And yes, they're, they're right, because there are a lot of people that are going to go based on that, because they grew up watching this movie, and they're like, oh my god, now it's real. Um but that has worn off for me now. Hmm. That's completely gone. I'm not interested. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm underwhelmed by this trailer. I'm glad that visually it looks, it like visually it looks good in a lot of aspects. Like it doesn't look bad, especially in terms of the CGI. I think it, it looks okay. Um, like I was worried it was going to be a an Aquaman situation maybe with them talking underwater and shit. But they seem to have figured out a way to make it kind of work. All right. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a lot else to say. I'm, yeah, I'm not sold. I'm disappointed, mm. Disney. Um, let's stop doing this, please, before you make Pocahontas and then maybe fuck that up somehow. I don't think they're going to touch fucking Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. Probably not. I mean, they're doing Hercules, I think, aren't they? Well, yeah, Hercules is a myth. Pocahontas is a real person. Pocahontas is a real person, yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is true. And the age gap between uh, Pocahontas and John Smith. It's not good. It's it's problematic. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I agree, Carrie. Do Hunchback Hunchback next. Yeah, 
Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, those those, those um, songs are are great. Like, I grew up yeah. with the um, VHS, and they actually took out a lot of stuff, which I didn't know. They're, they're, oh. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't expect like the uh, oh what's the main guy? I was gonna say Valiard. The, the, the bad... you met the villain? Yeah, the villain. Oh, um... Yeah, that guy. He has, like, a subplot of um, lusting after... Um, uh, Esmeralda, Esmeralda. Right? That wasn't yeah. in the VHS that I had growing up. Oh. And probably understand why they actually took it out, because it's kind of gross. And, but... Yeah. But looking at it as an adult and with actual critical thinking, it sort of makes sense that he's conflicted with mm. like these emotions and, and and all that. It's actually giving like another dimension to to the to the bad guy. And yeah, yeah true. Um, uh, Frollo. Frollo. Yeah. Is the vi- Fro- Frollo. Frollo is the villain. Mm. Frollo. Um, French. Frollo. French for French. Uh, loaf of bread. Yeah, and yeah, and Kerry has also said uh, makes you wonder why uh, makes you wonder what the uh, target audience for for these are. Yeah, it's hard. It's supposed it's supposed to be a mixture mm. of like nostalgia for us because we grew up with it, and also for a newer generation. Uh, but and also to update like the story, like. Mm. Like you can definitely see it with the um, Beauty and the Beast one, where they're try they were trying to get like stay clear from you know the Stockholm syndrome sort of take that people have. It's like oh this is this is problematic and it's stupid and it's, it's like I was like wait a minute they they've been uh, for ten years they've been doing this so that would make the prince like eleven years old when he got cursed. So how can you have a moral like? a moral stance with with the witch like cursing a child because the the child didn't want to talk to strangers you know strange danger to a child and and this this old old woman coming in is like yeah, can I come in it's like I don't know you go go away <laughs> and so <sort of> that <laughs> so they so they changed that but they added a lot more plot holes so <laughs> it's it's weird mm. yeah i don't mm. know who i don't know what what this is for or about but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in two two minds of it. Like, I don't know. Uh, like my daughter's really into um, princesses. Of uh, of course, princes, princesses. Too many princesses. s's. Uh, apostrophe after the s, and and I showed her the um, trailer, and she and she enjoyed it. Like she knows the songs. Because she, because she watched the um the the cartoon, so I don't know. May, maybe go and watch it uh, with her, with hmm. like seeing maybe it through her eyes. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Maybe you want to. Uh, may, maybe you need to borrow my daughter for for a bit, so so you can, <laughs> so you can have like like um uh uh watch it vicariously through her. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yes, for maybe. the younger generation, maybe. I don't know. So, I'm probably going to watch this with my kids on uh, Disney Plus anyway. So, true. Yeah. Cool. And that's the end of my story. Lovely. Thank you very much. 
when are we going to watch it? Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The Little Mermaid will be in cinemas uh, on the 25th of May, if you choose to watch, which is totally fine. All right. Our second trailer this week is, I think, some nice counter-programming for The Little Mermaid. Um, this movie is a DreamWorks animated feature by the name of Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Um, I might actually watch this. Ah, really? Ah, really? (laughs) We all know how I feel about animated stuff. Um, yes, I, yeah, no, I, this movie, it doesn't look amazing or, you know, mind blowing or anything like that, but it looks like it's fun. I like the animation. It's beautiful. It's very colourful. It's very creative. The character design on everything is is really cool, especially the scenes where, you know, we see Ruby going underwater and what she kind of, her true form sort of looks like as a Kraken. Um, And, uh, yeah, and I, I, I think it just looks really, really great. And, plus, I love the idea of... You know, the Kraken being the protagonist of this story and the mermaid being the antagonist. I think that's fantastic. And the fact that they've chosen to make the mermaid in this look so much like Ariel is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> very on the nose. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of here for that. I think that looks, it looks really good. It's original. It's something different. It's something we haven't really seen before. So uh, more of this, please. It looks it looks like it might be a good time. Um, the only problem I have with this trailer is that it showed too much. That's the only criticism I have. They oh, yeah, put it too showed, much in the movie. It showed all three acts. It showed all... Exactly. It showed all three acts. It showed her character development, essentially, from the beginning to the end of the film. So I feel like I've already seen the movie. Um, so that's frustrating. Stop doing that, trailer editors. Stop it. I don't care how much they're paying you or how little they're paying you. Stop doing it. Just say no. And it's for children. Um, Who cares? <laughs> yeah, true. That's that's probably the response I would get. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else really to add. Um, I hope it's good. Mike, what did you make of Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken? Yeah, um... It feels like a very good uh, uh, Disney's Luca, um, well, yeah, um, Pixar's Luca uh, sequel, where Luca mm. goes to school and and hides mm. the fact that he's a monster, and mm. yeah, and uh, and the trailers said it all. It's going to have a big kaiju fight at the end. Yep. Yay. Who would win? <laughs> it's not about appearances, children. It's what you have in your heart. Don't be a plastic. Yes. No. It's also mean girls as well. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this. Um it's probably going to be one of those ones we'll watch once and, and that's it. So we'll just wait until it's on one of the streaming services because I don't think I'm gonna. I'm 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 not gonna pack up and go and watch watch this. I mean, 
after after Puss in Boots, I mean, where do you go from here? This thing. Cool. So when is this coming out? <laughs> Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken doesn't have an Australian release date yet, but in the States it will be in the cinemas on the 30th of June. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Queen. Yes, Queen. Our third and final trailer is for a TV series. It's a Netflix series produced by A24, and it is called Beef. Now. Where's the beef? Where? Where's the beef? Um, I'm. I'm. I hope this is good. I really do want to see this. Only just because it's Steven Yeun and uh, Ali Wong, mm. um, and I'm I enjoy both of them very much. They're both super talented, um, so I want to see what they bring to this story. Um, the trailer was interesting because, like, I didn't actually realize it was a trailer for a series until it kind of spelled out later on that it was for a, a series, not for a movie. I was like, oh, okay. How are they going to drag out this premise over? like however many episodes um but um but yeah because i kind of what i gathered from it is that they're both two very troubled people um leading morally gray lives who just you know encounter each other on a particularly bad day and then decide to wage war against each other sort of um is kind of the gist of it i think um but yeah so it could be fun looks like a bit of a dramedy Maybe more leaning in towards the comedy, I, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say. It looks it looks like it might be fun, something a little different. Maybe you know, it's it's nice to see a a series um, starring Asian talent that's created by Asian talent um, as well. That's really awesome for Netflix to back them um, like this. I mean, always be my maybe was a big hit for them. So, um, it's good to see Ali Wong back doing some more, more acting, um, as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully it's good. I might wait to see the reviews on this one before I check it out, but, um, but yeah, Mm. I'm curious. I'm curious. Mike, what did you make of beef? Uh, yeah, it, it looks very interesting. Um, where two people who, uh, sort of, have the brass end of life and they have one particular bad day but it's on the same day and and they end up you know being at, at each other's throats so it, it says what it says on the tin beef mm. they have beef. beef and yeah i i, re- I really enjoy the, these two as well like ali wong's sort of a surprise like fantastic um uh, comedian as well like i really mm. enjoyed her specials uh, especially uh, oh same yeah on <laughs> and such a, a life projection as well is sort of great uh, mm. like like her life story within her specials it's like it's like watching fluffy as well where he he has his life on, yeah right on, on them their specials and you see oh what's he doing now and it's it's sort of like a tv show in itself like like stand <laughs> of their stand-up comedy specials, and yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was a movie as well. It's like, ah, oh, this will be a very interesting ploy for a movie, but making it a, into a, a limited series, it's like, ah, oh, so it will probably escalate and escalate and escalate, and <laughs> without letting off. So 
I'm sort of intrigued. I might give the first episode to go and see what see what happens. So when is that episode going to drop, Kendall? Yes, yes. Well, beef. Um, remember to watch beef on the sixth of April on Netflix. Oh, I'll be at the cinemas. Yes, because something else comes out that week. Do 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 do. Do. But mind you, I'll probably be watching it on the 15th Because that's when my nephew's birthday And we've been invited to his birthday party at the cinemas Ah, very nice But I might sneak, but I might secretly watch it before that (laughs) Secretly and secretively Yeah, yeah I'll just say to my wife, I'm going to the cinemas, what are you watching? Nothing None of your business. No, just nothing. I just wanted to get the popcorn for about an <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah. I'm just going to eat popcorn for an hour and a half. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that all right? Can I do that? It's all I'm right. doing that. It's all right. Cool. <laughs> it's all right. Nice. Love it. Okay. That's Trailer Park. We're rolling on out. Done. Because it's time for a quickie review. Quickie review. The Mandalorian this week was, uh, you know, season three, episode three, The Convert. Um, I am so curious for your thoughts on this, Mike, um, <laughs> because we got a very unexpected episode here um, that kind of blindsided everyone a little bit, I think. I don't know. Um... But essentially, um, this episode is, it's almost like one of the Mandalorian episodes of Boba Fett, almost. Um, no. But not, but not exactly. No. <laughs> I strongly disagrees. disagree with that. Oh, good. I, lo- I, I like that you disagree. Good. Please disagree with me. Um, well, I mean... I'm just very curious to see where this is all leading, really. Um, I really enjoyed the top, the top, the, the opening, the cold open was amazing. Um, the fact that we got this dogfight um, with, you know, these, like, I don't know, old sort of refurbed TIE fighters, I suppose, um, you know, chasing around Bo-Katan and, and, and um, Din and, and Grogu. Um, after they'd gotten off of Mandalore. Um, it was awesome. It was such a great sequence. I really, really liked it. And then we come back from credits, the, you know, title card, and suddenly we're going completely left-turning, um, and we're joining up with some some people we've seen before um, in the New Republic. And I was like, okay... No, this is cool. This is different. I'm interested. Um, but I didn't... I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm I'm just... I'm wondering where it's going. That's what I want to know. And I did kind of enjoy the fact that... Like, you know... So basically, because it's the, the... The whole thing is like... It, you know, they brought back Dr. Pershing from season one. He was the guy that was... Helping Moff Gideon with 
um, Grogu trying to clone him using his DNA or whatever it was they were trying to figure out, probably extracting midichlorians for, yeah, I don't know, making, again, trying to make somehow Palpatine return make sense. I think that's, again, I feel like that's what this show is trying to do as well. Um, Bridge the so, gap. Bridging the gap, exactly. Um, yeah, so so it was kind of interesting to see Dr. Pershing again and how he was kind of giving a, a, a Star Wars version of a TED Talk at the start of it. That was interesting, but um, and then this this whole thing with um, you know what they they're doing with the reformed members of the Empire, you know, like trying to actually set them straight, uh, and and give them, you know, a new purpose and a new life for the New Republic. Um, I thought that was it was really interesting and it was nice to see more of Coruscant. I you know it's a beautiful planet um and i like when star wars is on coruscant because it's just so pretty to look at um and yeah and then we got reintroduced to um Elia kane who also worked with uh, moff gideon um and yeah the two of them have this partnership going on and and yeah and then spoilers she betrays him in the end and i thought that was kind of good i was i was pissed so i think it did what it meant to do and get me pissed about it um because I was like, God damn it. I like their like friendship that they were having, but like, no, actually she's still very much loyal to the empire and, or at least she's, she's loyal to herself and she's trying to like, she has, she just has such clear sadistic bones still in her body. And it was just like enjoying the fact that basically uh, Pershing was getting uh, electric shock, electric shock therapy at the end of the episode. That was brutal. Mm, evil. That was evil. Um. So yeah, and then we come back and and you know, um, Mando and Bo-Katan have been redeemed by the living waters, and that uh, that sequence was really nice as well. So yeah, so it was it was a fine episode. I didn't love it. Again, I didn't love it, um, but I didn't hate it. I'm not mad about it. I just, it was just an unexpected detour from the main story. So again, I just, I want to know where it's going. That's what was, what was the point of showing that? Because for, for until the ending, when they kind of, kind of ended it saying, okay, well, Pershing is basically mush now. Um, when all he was trying to do was figure out a way to get his technology to actually help the new Republic, not hinder it. Um, yeah, uh, I yeah I thought that they were gonna we were gonna continue on, but then like oh okay no they've kind of closed it so like what's what's the point where are we going so I'm yeah curious as to where we're headed next. Um, Mike, hello. Please tell me tell me your thoughts. Tell me your uh, give 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 find me a way to appreciate this episode more. Sure, please. Um. <laughs> Uh, sort of similar that it's a detour to another TV show that we've seen. Andor. Yeah, I saw the comparisons online between uh, this week's Mando and Andor, and I yeah, I can Get I can see I can see I can see it a little bit. It's it's not it's more, there yet. Yeah, but. it's more of an intriguing thing. Because it doesn't really yeah. spell out what what it means, but there's a load of possibilities, no. and a lot of people are th- thinking one way. I'm thinking another, and okay, and yeah, it sort sort of is sort of 
dealing with what what is to become of uh, the story within the Star Wars universe of actually getting us to um, the uh, sequel tr- trilogy. Uh, yeah, they'll probably touch on Snoke maybe, and there's a lot of espionage and set, setting setting things up. Uh, I like the fact that uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau have made a well-known Star Wars meme into canon. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, you'll say it, and I'll know. But yeah. go on. I have it. I, I have it on a T-shirt. Um, join oh. the yeah. Join the Empire. We have cookies. <laughs> yes wow yeah they did that <laughs> they did that that's fantastic i knew <laughs> i thought ah we have cookies and have yeah cookies. so a lot of people are thinking that um can what's her name sorry can kane pain kane yeah where um she uh, some there's probably something to do with Moff Ginnigan as well. Like maybe she's still working for him, and he's like in, more in the background doing something because mm. there's something to do with cloning technology, and and they definitely dive right into like the legality, the um the ethical like conundrum of clones as well, like. At this present stage, there there aren't any clones really um, being mass produced, so they're 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 wanting to actually start that back up again and de- dealing with that. So I can sort of see what and and also I really enjoy that they're diving into the sort of um, uh, the animal farm version of Star Wars at the moment. Where yes, mm. uh, the animals have taken over the farm, but how do you run the farm? And that's the same as the 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 New Republic, uh, and how we're dealing with like all the rich people. Like we see we see the rich people is like oh we don't care who who's in charge as long as we're rich, and and uh, the people in the underbelly are still. Uh, it's like, well, maybe life wasn't that. Maybe was still great under the empire, where we're still dealing with bullshit like bureaucracy as well, and you can definitely see mm. see that with with um, uh, still stamp, stamping like we see in uh, Endor in Endor as well, like mm. <laughs> like doing a dead end job is like because you're essentially uh, part of the prison system. You're still in the rehabilitation center, and they sort of, and they've pushed they've pushed him into this scenario. It's like, it's it's all for my work, and it's my work. I was doing, I was doing something that that I thought would actually benefit benefit the galaxy, but I'm deleting. I'm I'm. I'm essentially um, control, con- uh, control, alt, delete, like all these things. Uh, mm. It's yeah. It I, I find it fascinating. 
Mm. And I can definitely understand why people were saying, oh, what's, what's this? I, I've seen a TikTok where it's like, uh, how to watch the latest Ma- Mando episode. And and they do the cold, do the cold opening and then blip, 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 fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, end bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck you. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. Like... I'm I'm really intrigued of what the what the storyline is going to be, but I will mm. be very annoyed if they don't go back to it. Like they're setting up something for season four, and we're just going to do more Mandalor Mandalorians stuff. Like, mm. like I can get why people are sort sort of going, yeah, it's meant to be the Mandalorian, but there's no Mandalorian. It's like, well, I, but I enjoy it though. I enjoy the aspect, and I'm and I got a lot of like Blade Runner vibes. It's like yes, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like the underbelly of Coruscant, and and that peak. It's like that's very interesting. It's, uh, the the sort of peak of the high highest mountain of Coruscant. Oh, just poking yeah, out. that was that was fascinating. And it's like yes, nature back to nature where everything is all everything's organic where everything's artificial like everything around you uh, and you're not allowed to touch it it says a lot it says a lot about mm. psyche about people's like life living life the way way it is and sort of coaxing into and and the portrayal at the end it's sort, sort of like yeah i get it it's there's something there and just the mm. turning of the knob is like wow and, I know, and that's the bit where I'm sort of umming and ahhing of what's going to happen, because mm. either his brain is completely fried, and she only did it because uh, he knows her from uh, their dealings with, and she would be a better covert operation of no one knows who she is, and being an upstanding like contribute. A contributor to the actual program, so maybe that's it. I've also heard I've also heard people saying, "Well, this would actually push him to uh, be part of the the first order uh, and mm. to shun away from the Republic because look what they did—they tortured you because you were." You were just getting stuff from from a laboratory. You weren't doing anything harm. So it's sort of a radicalization of the actual system uh, that's going that's going to be in place. And that that's very mm. interesting of how they're going to bridge the gap from uh, uh, Empire from Return of the Jedi to to Force Awakens and where the mm. First Order comes from. It's like, oh, they popped out out of nowhere. No, there was like years and years between that. And they've got a lot of, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of time to actually build those blocks into into it. And where does Snoke come from? I mean, yeah. So I'm definitely intrigued in that, and I can understand why pe- people are sort of going, get back to Grogu, get back to Mandalorian, get, get, <laughs> get back to Poketan. That's more important because it's Mandalorian. We don't want we we don't want Endor in our Mandalorian. It's like no, I like Endor more. Endor. <laughs> yeah, I want I want Andor in my Mandalorian. Definitely, I want man. I want this to be the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> oh, see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. No, no, no. All right. No, good, good take. I, yeah, I, one of my other friends said a similar thing about how this could be sort of plant the seeds planting for the first order and how it began. Yeah. The so rebellion that's, of that's the rebellion. Take. The rebellion of the rebellion. Yeah. Well, cause whatever, whatever the thing they were called, the program or whatever they had been, they were, you know, brainwashed into. And the fact that like that was dodge in and of itself. And the fact that they, they weren't being called by their names. They were being called by their numbers, which is the fucking same shit as, um, the first order mm. and and you know and all the other store and the empire you know all the stormtroopers and the clone troopers all have you know numbers they don't have names yeah. so it's the fact that they're like trying to rehabilitate these people into the new republic and they're not giving them they're not letting them use their own fucking names i didn't yeah that was unsettling yeah so it's yeah when you're dealing with like um individual um civilians that don't really mm. focus more on the geopolitical stuff uh and then you then you sort of say well this is it's just a different kind of paint but it's the same thing where when we as an as an audience watching it, it's like well we do know between the the empire and the and and the rebellion like there wasn't really much of a difference of yeah. the changing of the guard, but we understand because the Emperor was a Sith Lord and and yeah. Jedi and the Jedi and the Siths uh, are all just myths and legends. So these people mm. just want to eat biscuits. That's it. They just want to eat biscuits yeah. and live their life. They just want their cookies. Yeah, they yeah want, exactly. They, they want their yellow cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's still, yeah. still got the Empire signature on them because... They're, they're, yeah. they were discontinued I like that aspect <laughs> yeah very clever yeah no no yeah no I think you've made me come around on it a bit more yay um, yay yeah I'm just yeah I'm really keen to see where it's all where it's all headed that's why I strongly yeah. disagree with like Boba Fett <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a flashback what are you talking about <laughs> but Next episode mm. is the Foundling. It's going to be called the Foundling. Really? Yes. So oh, that could uh, that could be a flashback. That could be the Bubba Fett episode that you're looking forward to. <laughs> this is the Boba Boba Fett episode you're looking for. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, IMDb doesn't have that as the title yet, so that's interesting. Oh, I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally yeah. nice we'll find out on wednesday all right those are our thoughts on um season three episode three of the mandalorian the convert um good times now mm. that means what it's time oh for the the moment and the the section and the segment and the time and the place and the thing and the stuff and the spot in the show we like to call Bob Kitcha 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 Kitchow Kitchow Lightning McQueen Kitchow Lightning McQueen yes this is it's popcorn Kitchow um <laughs> 
<laughs> it's popcorn culture. It is. And it's late. It is. We. And it's late. We. Yes, it's late. Um, it's popcorn culture time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and that means we're here to talk about the latest episode of The Bad Batch, which was season two, episode 13, titled Pabu. Which for me and probably you too, Mike, is funny considering we both just finished watching Legend of Korra, and there is a a, a cute little guy in there by the name of Pabu. Um, so that's that that confused me a little bit. <laughs> that's fine. We're crossing the streams. Well, Dave no. Filoni did have something to do with uh, Avatar. He did. Yes, that's right. Cross the he streams. Sure Cross the streams. Okay, so Babu. Um I'm looking at IMDB. It has a six point seven rating for some reason. I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, they go to Mykonos. Uh, for, they go to Mykonos. Well, I mean, I don't mean to make another Lord of the Rings reference, but I'm gonna. Okay. It remind it reminded me. Of Minas Tirith, except girthed by sea. Oh, a little bit. Like, yeah. Li- Minas Tirith on an island, essentially, is the vibe I got. Especially when, like, the ship landed on the top, and there was a tree, and then there was a big, like, building sort of behind it. Like, just the vibe. And the layers. That's just kind of... The layers. Then the, the layers. Or the layers of it stacked on Yeah, it reminded me yeah. of Shrek, when he was discussing what ogres are. Like... Yeah. <laughs> onions. <laughs> Also, Dante. You know, the layers of hell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You said Dante, and I was like, wait, are you talking about Dante's Inferno? Or I'm like, yes, you actually are talking about Dante's Inferno. No, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. Yeah, Peace Prison. (laughs) Yeah, I love that movie. (laughs) I love that movie so much. Uh, All right. Yes. So, yeah. So. No, this was this was a good episode. I liked it. I mean, I think it was it was sort of a filler, but not not really. Like there was some plot there was some plot stuff. Like obviously we took a step back from the the big um you know, clone storyline that we had last week that was, you know, really heavy and intense and amazing. Um but we took a break from that to kind of really focus on, you know, like we found out that the the batch haven't spoken to Sid in twenty cycles, so, and then obviously uh, Fee Genoa is back in this episode, and um and she's like, oh, you guys have cut ties with Sid. I didn't know that. Probably not the best idea, considering you don't want to be on her bad side. I'm like, okay, yeah, and you kind of get that vibe from that um message she sent them, um, yeah, and so. But Fee Genoa proves herself to be, a, yeah, a good a good individual to have on your team because she takes them to this place, this planet Pabu or this island Pabu, um, and yeah, and you you're wait um you're waiting for what the catch is, yeah. like you're waiting for you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, and then it it doesn't really no because it's 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 literally just here's an island. With welcoming people of all sorts, you can live here if you want. And the batch is kind of like, sure, by the end of the episode, which, you know, was kind of nice. It's not going to last. No. But, um, because <laughs> we've still got a few episodes left until the end of the season. Um, but, but it was, 
but it was really good. Like it was a nice kind of break from the the battle and everything, and like you know to find out where they stand with Sid, and then to also uh, you know see see how they like like I loved the stuff with Hunter in this episode. I thought that was really well done, um, and then just the whole epic climax with the massive tidal wave at the end, uh, tsunami yeah, sort tsunami, of thing. Yeah. Tsunami. That was intense. Um, yeah, but really, really, really well done. Like the, I yeah, this show is just yeah, it's really, really good. Um, what did you make of this episode, Mike? Um, yeah, I was. I didn't expect to have like a, a very, um, what's the word, like uh, a single story, like all by itself, like yeah, from start start to finish. And yeah, I was I, I was like you. It's like okay, when's sh- when's the shoe dropping? When when's something gonna happen? When are we going yeah. to find out that that these people are actually cannibals? When are we going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dot dot dot. Um, dot dot dot. Yeah, it was just a very interesting sort of. Well, there are these sort of um, people on the outskirts, like living by their means, and you can stay here if you want. And yes, see how long that goes when you've got Sid on your on your back and. Mm, mm-hmm. Also, also the stuff with um, uh, crosshairs as well, and yeah. stuff. So, so maybe the epic showdown is going to be here, and not necessarily at the um, cloning facility. Ooh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what will happen? But it's actually quite nice that they, the, this episode is sort of a slowdown, and the the only um, uh, obstacle that they have is basically nature. And and that, yeah. and that was good, where yes, na- nature still plays a part in this in this uh, in this epic journey, and I really enjoyed the fact that um, we're we're so used of uh, Omega like Omega is is uh, in her ways, and she is actually starting to become like <laughs> like one of the boys, but also. Um, uh, essentially, uh, a mature person, like she's like being with the bad bad. She's and she's been sheltered all her life. She didn't really have a childhood, and you can actually see the fact that she is missing something like a child's wonder and all, all that. And and me- meeting up with uh, like a friend. Who is her own age is sort of sweet. Mm. And it's like, mm. and she has come a long way from just running away <laughs> from, from, like in the first epi- first episodes of her just being naive and was like, like the child child character is like just annoying and just running all, running around and getting into trouble. And she isn't that. She's she's capable. She she can she can hold her own and. And her and like especially with the the other guys and like Tech and and Hunter is like yeah she she's been living with us like ma- majority of her her adolescent life and she has missed mm. a lot and you can sort of see her interactions with like uh, the Wookiee Jedi and and also the uh, kid before in 
Temple of Doom allegory episode. I was, well, you say Temple of Doom, can I just cut in quickly? They made another Temple of Doom reference right at the start. Yes. When they're dealing with the sort of artifacts things in, in the... And the poison in the drink and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did it again, yeah. <laughs> they did it again. They did it again. Well done. And well done. Yeah, and that that's sort of sweet as well. So it's... And, yeah. I Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed this episode. It was a nice, relaxing episode. Yeah. Having said that, with the sort of tsunami at your doorstep... No thanks. Yeah, yeah, definitely no thanks. Um, no, it was, it was really, yeah, it was just really nice. Like especially like, just for for Fee Genoa, like we haven't really been around her too much, like that we've seen mm. so far since her being introduced um, early on. But for her to kind of just go, like to not only not only see that. Um, that Omega needs to be around kids her own age, needs to have friends her own age. Um, but for her to kind of go like, you know, here you guys go, like, here's this place that I know that I, with people I trust, you can be here and lay low for as long as you want. Like you can stay here forever if you want and, and not worry about anything else again. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, that she mm. sort of did that. Mm. Mostly for like Omega's sake, which mm. is very maternal. Mm. And and I was thinking maybe she has a family here. Like I don't, but I don't think that's the case, which is kind of strange. Like maybe 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 there's a story behind that that she's not really letting on. I don't know. Maybe because it's sort of, sort of an an interesting oh. Well, I only known you for a couple of episodes, uh, interactions. So here's mm. here's uh, an alternative life if you want. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think it's yeah, it's very, it's very interesting that she would do that mm. um, for them. Um, it was it made me yeah it made me like her more. I think, um, and it was also kind of it helped to kind of expand on her character in terms of like you know what she does and the people she associates with, you know, as compared to Sid, who is always, you know, who's clearly, you know, just very selfish and she cares about the batch to a certain extent, of course, but, you know, she's sending them into perilous situations again and again to the point now where they don't want to talk to her anymore because she abandoned them essentially. So it's, so Fee is kind of, yeah, this, like, the other side of the coin of this kind of lifestyle um, that, you know, has offered them a new way of living, um, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, it was... The, the, the design of the of the, the island was, was great, and I really loved... I think my favourite moment of the episode was just seeing Omega be alone with um, Liana, who was the other... The, the, little, the young girl... Who, um, son of the mayor. Um, yeah, seeing the two of them on this boat going out into the ocean and, and like with the sunset and, um, 
the music and everything. It was just really, really nice. Um, I, I really, I really liked it. Like it was a really beautiful moment. Um, and just to see Omega kind of, you know, I think there's a, a moment in the episode where I think, um, I think tech is the one that says like, I haven't heard her laugh like this in forever. Um, like, you know, so that's, yeah, it's just really, really nice for Omega to, she's getting a lot of really great development this season. Um, yeah. And I'm, I really enjoy that a lot. Um, yeah. Did you, did you have like a favorite moment of the episode that you, you enjoyed or just the whole thing in general, really? Ah, the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. The monkey. Yeah. The monkeys were, were a good, cute. a good addition. Yeah. yeah. And having said that with the sort of, um, development that Omega has, like, uh, the, like the Bad Batch is definitely like a predecessor to, to the Clone Wars where, uh, Dave Filoni sort of introduced Ahsoka as well. So you can definitely see mm. a lot of parallels with that. <clears throat> how yeah. how uh, in the first couple of seasons that, um, like what I've been reading is uh, Ahsoka was like everyone's least favorite character because she was essentially like yeah. the kid character, like getting in trouble and that. And they, mm. and then they sort of changed her up and actually made her into so, someone who's a bit, bit more, more rounded and and not not so gung he, gung heavy to get into trouble, but actually to help. And her story is mm. great, and it and definitely um, is probably one one of everyone's favorites, especially in these sort of uh, kids genre like animation. Star Wars things, and it's kind of great that she's uh, like in in all of them, including including um, Rebels as well, where she turns up and getting her own show. And I'm I'm s yeah, maybe she'll make a cameo in this. I don't know, but it's not really essential. But I don't, no. I don't see it like happening. No, but, I don't either. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I'm really enjoying like Omega's story. Like at the mm. moment in in the stages of my life, I'm a I'm a big sucker of um like young girls and their story. Yeah. Seeing it firsthand and, uh, as well, not in a weird way. I don't like seeing little girls. No. <laughs> That would be weird. No, no, no. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I want them to be yeah. protected and safe. Mm -hmm. Yes. And know how to kick out. Hell yes. And, uh, and Force Omega's sensitive. definitely... Yes, and Force Sensitive. Omega's ticking all of those boxes so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what did you think about, like, the, you know... So obviously, like we've both said that we were waiting for the other shoe to drop this whole episode. So when, so when the 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 tremors started, and like immediately, like because they kind of they set it up really well with like the monkeys. You just mentioned the monkeys, and they've shown them reacting to the tremor before it happened, because hmm. um, you know animals have that intuition that something's not right. Um, so I does Hunter that was a nice actually. <laughs> yeah, and so does Hunter. He was switched on too, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I liked how they played played with that. Um, yeah, but um, 
So when the first tremor happened, I think we were all imme- immediately like, oh, this is going to be bad. Um, but the mayor was like, no, nah, it's fine. It's normal. This happens all the time. And then, yeah, and then, oh, wait, no, it's not over yet. And then we get massive tremors. Did, did it kind of feel out of left field, or out of the blue for you, for them to, like, they didn't, there was no setup for this earlier in the episode, was there? Like, did they mention anything to do with the sea surge? Like, you know, obviously, um. bef- before it happens, they talk about how it, it's been 30 years or whatever he says since um, the last one, so they should be fine. This is, but then, yeah, I don't remember any yet mention other, uh, up like, before the tremor started, that there yeah. was a yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it being mentioned. Mm. But probably due for a rewatch, so you can sort of see if there's any clues. Uh but no, I think I think because it being like out of left field, it sort of makes sense that it's it it's sort of um nature taking its course, like every th- thirty years, so uh, it's not like it's out of the blue. It's like, oh, this has never happened before. It's like, no, it has happened before. It's just we've... Like, people don't remember every every 30 years. It's like, yeah, remember, we're prone for for natural disasters. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And it's just random. It's always random. But, mm. but they sort of set it up. It's like, oh, they, they can sense something. It's like, oh, is it a convoy of... Of things, is it Sid? Is it is it is it the Empire? Yeah, it's like mm. no, it's nature. It's Mother Nature saying, "Hey, I'm 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 here as well." Yeah, yeah, and I am not here to fuck spiders. Um, yeah, because Mother Nature is yeah. Australian. <laughs> Damn straight. Played by Jackie um, Reaver. There we go. Tie in. <laughs> yes, done, and it's all full circle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's fine, I suppose. Because, yeah, like, you know, when these things happen in real life, they are out of the blue. Like, we don't know when a lot of, you know, disasters like this will happen. They just happen. Yeah. Um, especially earthquakes and tremors and things of that nature. Um, very hard to predict. So, um, yeah. So, I suppose that does make sense. Yeah. And the way they did it, though, was really... Really cool and really terrifying. Like the, like we knew obviously that you know Omega and Liana were gonna be fine, but like it was still quite harrowing to yeah. watch them. You know, it was sa- same as like you know the episode you know br- a couple episodes ago when you know Omega had to, like you know, when she was gonna look like she was gonna fall down to her death and then she was saved at the last second. Um, and I gasped then. I gasped again this episode watching it. Just like the fact that these two girls are having to, you know, essentially run for their lives while this wave is just chasing them down. Like yeah. it was, it was scary. Um, and it's not the Prometheus very... uh, run either. No, Prometheus no. run doesn't matter. No, it's all around. <laughs> it's all around. All the bloody round. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was eerie because, you know, it made me think of um, Deep Impact when the way, when the when the comet hits in that movie and then, of course, because it, it strikes in the ocean, 
it's going to send a massive tidal wave coming for you. But it does the exact same thing that we see in the, this episode of The Bad Batch where the, yeah. the tide goes S- out. Subsides, yeah. Um, yeah, and so that made me think of that. And I was like, oh, shit, this is terrifying. So I was like on the edge of my seat. I thought it, it was really, really good and really well done. Um, yeah, I love that whole that whole sequence. And then like, you know, having... Um, uh, who was with was it was hunt was Hunter with Fee wasn't it like they were using the ladders or was it Tech? Yeah, I think it was, it was Tech because because Tech he had the grappling hook, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, and he and he just saw what sort of ladder it is and thought, ah, oh, I know this. Kick, 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 kick. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. sort of sort of makes sense that he would know, know but no every. Joints and everything. It's like he he yes. he just knows. He just knows. He's just he's just good like that. Yeah, I liked I liked Tech in this episode too because you know he, at the start he's like on the ship playing a game against himself because apparently it's the only time it's a challenge for him, um, which makes sense. I thought that was uh, funny. And then that other comment about like you know, you know when Fee's like she should have friends her age and then. Um, Tech's just like, well, we didn't, and we're fine. I don't see the problem. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tech, Tech is yeah, two, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Still, with for his, a very uh, his smart person, he is extremely dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, but then um. Yeah, Rekka was funny in this episode. I like the fact that. He seemed to have met his match in terms of how much food he could eat. Mm. Um, and he was like, I'm never full. And then they bring out the dessert and he's like, oh my God, I love this place. This is just... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a big he kid. He is great. Yeah, he is. He's, he's fantastic. Um, yeah. No, and then, yeah, the, end of the episode ending with them actually deciding... Of their, like not being forced at all in, by any means and Hunter and Tech are both like yeah we should stay and help these people rebuild um, the damage um, that was done so yeah and then we get credits so it's like yeah okay where are we going from here um, yeah it was good hmm. it was great I don't really have a lot else to say um, do you have anything else yeah not really it was just a it was a nice fitting little little adventure uh, it was a good a good palate cleanser from the previous episode where yeah it's like oh with kick in the guts kick in the fucking guts yes it was it really was um so bad batch we have I just want to do a quick episode check because um yeah we're getting to the tail end of the season now because this was episode thirteen. Um, so we are approaching, okay, we only got three episodes to go. Ah, so it's down to the crunch. We're down to the crunch. So yeah, this is, uh, this is, oh, okay. And here's, here's a fun fact. Um, only over two more weeks because the last two episodes are a double episode. Ah, cool. So we've got. Yes, so we've got this week's, and then we've got the big, big finale the week after. 
Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for this. Is gonna be good. All right. Or um, else. <laughs> or else we will complain like Star Wars fans do. Um, <laughs> no, I can't see this one. I can't see this one not sticking the landing. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I yeah. don't think I need to be. Cons- I don't think we're, we're concerned about this. So. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. Um, that was our thoughts on uh, the Bad Batch season two, episode thirteen, Pabu. I hope you guys enjoyed watching, listening to us um, about that. And uh, yeah, that's just pretty much it for the show. We got nothing else, nothing else to talk about. We can go home. We can go to bed. <laughs> go for we can a sleep. wee. We can go to the toilet. Yes, <laughs> we can do human, human things. I now. can do human things um, because I am human. Do- <laughs> human. Yes. New um, cool. York right. City. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. Oh God, I can't wait for that. When is that coming back? I need, I need that again in my life. <laughs> fucking, fucking season five of what we do in the shadows. When, when is it? I need it. I'll look it up later. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get, let's get on out of here. Already. A one, a two, a you know what to do. And, and that, that was, was a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Productions. And if you're on Twitch right now, you can follow us. And if you're on the uh, uh, YouTube at the moment, you can uh, ring that bell and... And put the settings on to every time when we're up. So thank you very much and good night. Yes. Thank you. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been ready to pee ever since the trailers, Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced experience a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Wow. Wow. Remember to eat beef. Look after yourself and your mental health. And remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and... Uh, uh, Star Wars Greek. Uh, space Greek. We're, we're, we're going to get some pizzas and stuff. Anyway. No, Suvlaki. Yes. That's Italian. What? I need to go pee. All right. Bye. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Bye, ladies skaters. See ya. Thank you for watching and listening. Bye-bye. And... And... Scene...